This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. What up, Bill? Hey, it's Bill. (laughs) And it's Kat, and welcome to Unlearn. Uh, you started that so differently this time. I know. I'm, I'm mixing it up. Variety okay. is the spice of life, I heard one time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. Hi. We know, I know that like I specifically said that I was retiring Slayer Nay. Wait, what What are we doing? What's, what's this show called? I said unlearned. Did you? I didn't yeah. hear you say it. <laughs> I, I did everything so rapid fire. It's oh. like real hot out the box. Yeah. Um, and this is unlearned. Hey, hey. y'all. <laughs> So I know I said I retire Slayer Day, but things come back. And I think that it's actually quite appropriate that we bring back Slayer Day today because today my therapist put me back on Zoloft. So Ooh. guess who's back on their antidepressants, y'all? Oh, shit. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, like, we don't have to do Slayer Day specifically. Oh. We just like, how's it going for you? And then that could be what you said either <laughs> way. But now we're in it, so you we're might as well. It. We're in I mean, it. but that doesn't necessarily. Well, I mean, what does that necessarily mean in terms of the sleigh or the nay? Well, so it's it's, getting, it's all about working on my mental health. Yeah, and I'm not back on Zoloft because I'm depressed. I'm back on it because I got some anger issues to work through. Oh, so oh, <laughs> that's kind of an improvement. Okay, sure. I'm not depressed. I'm just full of rage. <laughs> And we're working through that. Okay. And, uh, Is there like specific? No, never mind. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to open this box. What All am right, I doing? Yeah. Yeah. I, I see mean, that this box says feral uh, rats inside of it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I wonder if there's actually feral rats right. in here. <laughs> uh, no, thanks. It's So I, I'm still, I don't know. I'm still slaying my mental health because I'm going to my therapist regularly. You're still working I'm, on it. I'm keeping up with my meds. And I'm not looking at it as a setback that I am back on Zoloft because that like that pill helped my irritability so much. Like everything was just so much more tolerable and I didn't feel like numb. Everything was tolerable. That's and I would say, interesting. It's amazing for me. You, you're saying that you took the pill and then like things stopped irritating you so yeah. much. Maybe I should get on fucking Zoloft because yes. I <laughs> am so irritated by everybody all the time. <laughs> Oh, boy. Everybody. Oh, my God. There was... Okay. I was on the train this morning. This is so stupid, and I know it is, but I was so mad. I was on the train this morning, and there was a couple who clearly just came from the airport. They looked like tourists. The dude had like a... It was a, it was a man and a woman, so straight white people. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Uh, and the dude had the fucking like... Uh, what's his name? Spencer haircut. Richard Spencer. The fucking like Nazi... Uh, (laughs) you had that fucking haircut and I immediately didn't like the dude. So I get on the train. It's like, you know, not super crowded, but there's not a lot of seats. And this dude has fully three bags in front of the seat in front of him while he and his lady friend lie on the, on the bench seat. Like it's a fucking, you know, like it's a, like they're having a love seat moment at home. And I'm like, you need to get your fucking bags off of this chair. And they wouldn't do it. They looked me right in the eye. And I looked them right in the eye, and he just looked at the bags and then looked back at me, and I was like, you fuck. So I, ran, I just walked away. I just walked away, right? And it turned out our, our stop was the same stop. Mm-hmm. And so I got up, 
And as I as I'm I mean I'm walking toward the door, and as I'm walking toward the door, I see that they're getting up, moving their stuff, and then they like they like acted impatient with me as they had to like move their stuff. And I was like, you motherfuckers better not try to walk past me. Right. If you try to walk past me, you getting red right now. I swear <laughs> to you. So I I made sure to put out yeah. the fullest body language that I'm getting off this motherfucking train before either of you, and right. you can suck you can suck all them bags and put them all in the fucking train. I'm gonna fuck kill you. I'll kill all of you. <laughs> Hi, I'm a little irritated. Welcome to Chicago, bitches. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah man, I, I feel that. I feel that irritability, but I'm just I'm just tired. That's I had a lot of caffeine though, so I feel a lot better now. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> that was a lot, dude. Uh, uh, I that was just today. Everything else has been all right. Yeah, you had like a pretty good week. Um. Well, last week. Last I did. week, you had yeah. a pretty good last week. Yeah, I was traveling. I went to New York. Had some had some fun times in Brooklyn. Met some cool people. Saw my old squad. Mm-hmm. So you would say your comedy career is a sleigh on the way. <laughs> if we, good. I mean, yes. If we, if that's where we're going, with it. yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. You I had think some that, bomb performances. I heard. Yeah, I did some real some real fun shows. You know how like. When you're like a performer or whatever, you go to a new place and you're like, ooh, I got this imposter syndrome real mm-hmm. bad. I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm going to be any good or or did all this shit that I booked while I was out here, does it, did it turn out that these are like the wackest shows in New York and that's why I got on them? <laughs> but no, actually every show is dope. And I I mean, with no ego. I mean, with a little bit of ego. With a little bit of ego, I can say that like... I didn't. I did not feel like I was uh, the lowest of the pack in any of the shows that I was at. Like, not even by a long shot. Some of them I had a really fucking dope time. Uh, I like I like Legion Bar a lot now. Mm-hmm. I th- oh man, I think I like Brooklyn. Anyway, <laughs> still Chicago is fucked. Don't ever believe for one second I'm not from Chicago. Kanye, Kanye West gif. Uh, but yeah, so that was fun. Dope. Yeah, that was exciting. Um, yeah, and no, I was very like happy for you. Yeah, we'll see. I'm still poor. It's not like I'm. I'm still poor. Like what do you want? <laughs> I'm even poorer now because I went to New York and didn't work. Didn't get paid while I was out there because I don't. You know, because can't. your payment is exposure. I don't have no PTO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, same way like that. My so I know that I'm like also leaning back on my last year slays and nays because uh there's they are still prevalent themes in my life today mm-hmm. and falling in love with fitness um again water aerobics is life mm-hmm. uh old people are mad chill <laughs> and i just like doing like water aerobics with them well hey that counts yeah and it's actually, it's actually like actually really intensive. It's like a hit class, but like underwater. So okay, it's like, <laughs> if if you've ever, there's nothing. It's an odd experience when you're like sweating at the pool. I I have had that experience. Yeah, but I have not done a, a high intensity workout any anywhere in, <laughs> in the water or out of it. So like, I don't know what that's like. But but I get you. I get you. Yeah. And I'm and my swimming skills have like have improved so much over the last several months that I'm just like, good job, cat. Like I think you're to the point where you're not going to panic in open water, but time will tell. 
Well, uh, <laughs> that's a good that's a that's a good place to be because uh, we are turtling very quickly toward all of us being underwater all the time. So uh, anyway, we don't have to. Well, we don't well, have to talk about dark shit except well, we do. No, we're going to be talking about some dark shit today. Yeah. <laughs> we do. Um, so that was like a a slightly disorganized version of Slayer Nay. So well, expect was- more of that. Yeah. Oh boy, you're unretiring it officially. It's. Uh, okay. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna like unretire part of it, or mm-hmm. maybe just even the title. Okay. But it's gonna new vibes, new year, new vibes. Hey, new host, new vibes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Totally. Do you wanna? Do you wanna? Yeah. Let's. Are we gonna dive into the? We're gonna. The, Dive, dive deep. Speaking of pools, we are swimming in Uh, one that is filled with poop right now. (laughs) So something that I have been thinking so much about over like the last several years is the opioid crisis. And the reason that like specifically that I've been obsessing with it this week Mm -hmm. was because my I got a tooth tooth extraction uh, last week. Oof. My doctor gave me some opioids. Like I got all my wisdom teeth out, all mm-hmm. four. He gave me opioids for the pain. I had a bad reaction to literally everything. So like the anesthesia, I woke up like crying hysterically and screaming, like bouts of just screaming. Horrifying. Uh I was, <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah, it, it sounds like it. I even like screamed, like I screamed out to like my uh orthodontist that i hated him um i was just in no i was in not a good form jeez <laughs> but my my psychiatrist said that is actually pretty normal to like wake up in a bout of rage um all right <laughs> she's I'm, like it's like not a comment i'm gonna avoid the orthodontist <laughs> then i guess <laughs> fucking what um and then like my the painkillers he gave me made me so like made me so like nauseous and dizzy that i couldn't mm-hmm. even move from bed and then my antibiotics fucked up like my, my body and so i'm on the later half of that it's been like one week and i feel almost like a normal human um Damn, dude <laughs> yeah yeah but i was just like i was like oh when i got my prescription i was like let's uh try some of these opioids that everyone's talking about <laughs> I was like, just like really curious. I was like, does it really feel that good? And I like, and I know addiction is about far more than mm-hmm. just the drug. It's your, it's obviously about just far more than just the drug. But I, I was just like, I want to see what all the kids are raving about. Not to make light of opioid and heroin addiction, obviously. But I was like curious. Uh, <laughs> and that, <laughs> you know, I mean, that was. A- <laughs> There's a weird way. To, there's a weird way to take that. Right. <laughs> I'm a weird woman. Uh, Very weird woman. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, it's funny to me because, like, well, not funny. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. a fucking mess out here. But I am. Um, I looked this up a while ago because I like I had an an accident uh, one time at a beer festival in St. Louis. Listen, it was before the beer festival. Before you even <laughs> say anything. I fell down a flight of stairs, or and and I uh, broke my hand pretty mm. significantly. I, like my bone came out of my finger. Oh my! And God. it was yeah, it was not ideal. 
<laughs> but something I learned during that time was that I am one of the one percent of Americans who is like predisposed to not have opioids don't work on my body. Like it doesn't wow. do anything to me. Like oh. I, I took morphine and uh uh what is it called? Narcan, narco narco, norco, mm-hmm. norco. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> whatever it's called and and neither of them did anything to help my pain and all of the all of the nurses that i kept saying like hey is this supposed to be like not hurting anymore <laughs> thought that i was just a drug addict but i was like this is not this is not not hurting they were like you should be asleep it's four in the morning i'm like yeah ding 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 like this isn't working like my hand is still in pain and i took a bunch of uh uh that stuff on the way home after coming back from the beer festival because yes i still went because yeah. i'm a motherfucking trooper <laughs> right. i ain't driving all the way out to st louis and not going to the beer festival that i paid my money for already just because my hands broke uh, <laughs> hey you know what was dope though a lot of people let me skip the lines because they were like oh your hand is broken i'm like yeah i did it yeah. yesterday i was at the hospital i'm like well you're a trooper here's your here's more beer <laughs> wish i could hold all that beer <laughs> i didn't i didn't take any of the uh um the drugs while I before the beer festival mm-hmm. because I was like I don't want it to have a bad reaction and then it turned out I could have done it because it wasn't going to work on me anyway. Right. <laughs> but only Americans take that shit. Do you know that? I like, did not Other know that. countries don't even prescribe opioids at all. Huh? Like we're one of the few countries that actually does that in any significant amount. That explains like they don't, why other countries don't have opioid crisis. <laughs> right. It's fucking crazy though, man. It is wild out here, and people are acting like it's new. Mm-hmm. That's the weirdest part. Right. Yeah. Because, uh, like, heroin's been hot since the, the 60s, 70s. I mean, yeah. And it's been killing black people since since yeah. that whole time, you yeah. know? But and, now that it's killing the Bobbies and Susans uh-huh. and Billy Joes of the world. See, I feel like you got spe- very specific feelings about this that you, <laughs> that you haven't very, got. Yeah, get it out. Very specific. So, okay. Well, so straight up. As you know, as if you're a listener of this show, I'm pretty sure that you know that many black and brown people are in prison for drug offenses mm-hmm. that that are fucking bullshit. Like, it's just the war on drugs was a way to imprison black people. Right. And I've talked about this on the show before. I got so many feelings about the war on drugs. It was a way for people who had uh, who had vested interests in the for pro- for profit prison structure mm-hmm. finding a way to put more people in the prisons and black and brown people specifically, specifically. of course well specifically. that's what it always is yeah I, I, I didn't think i had to say that part no. <laughs> <laughs> um and so now that places like connecticut and oregon and like just the whitest places of, of America. Yeah. <laughs> All of the Virginias. Um, now that they're experience now that their children are experiencing alarming rates of heroin and opioid addictions. And mm-hmm. like not just their children, like mothers. Like I, I think like Utah has like one of the worst, like the highest levels of like middle aged white women taking opioids. Right. Like, because you can just like you can so easily abuse that stuff and it's not like uh you don't have to be a strung out heroin addict to be abusing opioids like somebody who is. You right. Know I mean you don't right. have to look like that is what I mean. Or you don't have to be seen on the road with a needle sticking out of your arm to be an opioid addict. And that's right. that's the messed up thing that's happening now. And so like my hot take on the situation is that like 
I I want I want these white people imprisoned or <laughs> these black and brown people freed. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say the latter is probably the the more I mean <laughs> oriented toward ultimate justice. Yeah, yeah, but I totally feel where you're coming from, and this probably has a lot to do with the, the anger and irritability. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, it's it is it is insane. Yeah, it's it's it is it is completely wild that. The war on drugs has put so many people in jail who, like, I was thinking about this recently and not specifically with opioids, but like mm-hmm. more over with weed. Like you were saying before we started recording, the like weed legalization has been like so sudden and rapid. There's people who are still in jail in for, for weed possession or selling weed in states where it's now completely legal to do so. Yep. And that is like this insane irony to me. And like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard to imagine the living in the country where that is true. And it, we do. And like all of these special programs that are out now for like, um, cannabis entrepreneurs require, mm-hmm. often require that you don't have a criminal record. Right. It's just like, so you're purposely eliminating black and brown people who know as much, if not more, about weed and cannabis than like some of these like white yeah, entrepreneurs. Because they were the ones selling it before. Right. Like that like that's been their main hustle since day one and they were punished for it. And now you are in this booming industry making millions. Okay, that's not a cute look. I'm I just so I, I, I almost chanted lock them up, but I stopped myself. <laughs> I think it's probably it's probably for the best that you did. Yeah. But I, I get you. Yeah, man, it's I don't know. It's like I don't really think that people should be going to jail in general. Yeah. Uh but yeah. that's a whole other thing that will take a whole other t- podcast of ours to get rid of. Uh, <laughs> to unpack. You know what I'm saying. Um but yeah, man, it is it's not it's 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 unfathomable that we have to say out loud to people like, "Hey, remember when it was in this form and you didn't give a shit about it?" Mm-hmm. It's like everything. Every time we every time we get into something like this, it's so funny because there's another instance of white people just taking what what they think is cool about black people and then mm-hmm. twisting it to their white version of it and then ruining it. <laughs> You fuckers, you fuckers, gentrified heroin addiction. Congratulations, white folks. Um, they did, though. I mean, literally, it's literally, remarkable. that's what it is. And, and they remarkable. gentrified selling dope, like selling yeah. weed, too. Like, it's crazy. Um, it's crazy. It's, 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 unfa- it's unfathomable that that is, <laughs> like I said, that that's a world we literally just live in. Like, oh, yeah, we can just say that, and it's not even a, a controversial thing. Right. And it's yeah. not even news. It's, That's not, the, it's, not <laughs> it's wild. I, okay, people suffering, I'm glad that they're opening more clinics for people suffering with addiction. Of course. Um, I would like to see some of those clinics in black and brown communities. Uh, I just feel like a lot of them are in predominantly white communities. Yeah. I, f- I was like watching a documentary like a year ago where this like cop was just felt really sympathetic and like sad for like this 17 year old hero, like white female heroin addict. And of she's course. like, she needs treatment. Like she, I don't want her to be on the streets. And like every time I watch the show addiction, I'm just like, 
And well, I just, I can't, I can't feel it until like my, my empathy will come when like black and brown bodies are freed from the prison system. That's right. when, that's when I might be like, oh, poor Bobby. I like, <laughs> I just, I just can't feel bad for them when, when like people are still to this day, will still tomorrow, next year, the years after be in prison for the exact same shit. Yeah. I don't, yeah. And I don't know how we even, there's no political cachet in addressing any of that either. That's the, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. So it'll never get reconciled. Mm-hmm. Cause no, there's no money to be made from getting people out of prison for things that are like, that, that it's like obvious now. You know what I mean? It was, uh, unjust and, and, uh, carried out in a prejudicial way. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way to, there's no way to like undo that for those people. Cause we're, you're talking millions of people. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, the scale is, the scale is boggling. Like, cause if they tried to do the thing where they, you know, give people, uh, some kind of economic restitution for the time that they were in prison, how, how, how much would that even, you know what I mean? Like, how much would that be? How would it be disseminated? And, and there's nobody who would actually fight for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, even fucking Elizabeth Warren wouldn't wouldn't see any reason to go for that in this time because there's no so those people just get nothing. They will never they'll never get justice. And I don't know. That really that really bums me out. I know. <laughs> that's what see, that's like why I take such a when I when I what I truly want is for time to rewind and not have people imprisoned for like stupid drug offenses i mean i wish that were possible that's what i wish but that's like why i rather just go for full equality i mean yeah (laughs) i mean if money is to be made let's not even though it has been proven for decades that drug treatment is a better alternative to prison right it's yeah, but that's too much. Like, that's, that that would be that would be the right thing. So the, the yeah, way, they're not doing that exactly. Uh, exactly. So okay, can we? Ugh, there's can, there's money to be made yeah. in the prison system, so you should be uh, locking up your kids, white people. It's a mess, and I <laughs> and, and and it as much as they're suddenly like, oh, this is an epidemic. This is a crisis. They don't know what the fuck they're gonna do about it, and 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 it doesn't seem like it's gonna be stopping anytime soon. But yeah. <laughs> well this this is really fucking depressing dude uh-huh <laughs> so why don't we move on to the next topic well i mean it, it's like not gonna be you cannot talk about this type of thing and have it be happy i mean yeah no of course no, not. There's like, <laughs> I, was like, I, don't I mean you could make you jokes yeah but for sure whatevs but when you think about like when you unpack the reality of the situation it's just gonna make you cringe so, uh, yeah, fight for a prison reform, y'all. I mean, yeah, yeah, amongst uh, amongst many <laughs> amongst other, other things, things. <laughs> but you know, like, don't do heroin, it's bad, yeah, like, <laughs> smoke all the weed you want, I guess, but like, <laughs> yeah, I so bad, I can uh, get behind that. Opioids are messed up, dude. Like, you don't, we don't need, we don't need them. We can, hey. I like I like painkillers mm-hmm. uh, when I'm in pain as yeah. much as the <laughs> the rest of people. Notice when I that I said when I'm in pain. Uh, 
but yeah, man, I don't know. I'm I am I feel lucky actually a little bit that I am not the kind of person for for which that shit like works because mm-hmm. if it like worked, if it like really worked for yeah. me, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I don't know. That's true. Like anyone can fall down that slippery slope. Yeah, it's so easy. Yeah, which I guess maybe I should have a little empathy. I do have empathy, but I also, but we ain't talking about empathy for the people who are in it. We're talking about the people who have systematically made policy that mm-hmm. that condemns it on when when the when the skin of the human doing it looks one way and is totally chill about it and sympathetic to it when the skin of that person looks a different way. That's not us being like unnecessarily like unsympathetic to addicts like that don't yeah. have nothing to do yeah. with the addict it's fucking yeah i don't know i don't you shouldn't feel bad is what i'm saying okay all right well then i don't anymore <laughs> <laughs> it was that easy Just turn it off because it's it's it is wild like you said no well, that's it let's okay. go let's right. let's talk about no let's talk about black ass history month yes. let's, <laughs> let's get back into that okay right. um one so, of your faves one of our faves uh, Madam C.J. Walker, and I'm going to start this by something that I unlearned quite recently when I was like prepping for this episode in school. They told me and I went to a black elementary school and a black high school. They told my black ass that she invented the chemical perm hmm. first. She did not. And how dare you? <laughs> how dare you tell me those lies? Um, because like I don't I don't want to be mad at her for that. Because I got fills. Like, I'm a natural. I've been natural Oh, for I see why this is important to you. Because of the, the... Okay, got it. <laughs> that's interesting. No, I just mean... I just mean... That's not... Oh, that came out so weird. Uh, I, I recognize why you're laughing and making that face at me yeah. now. What I mean was, what I mean is, like, when you said... You were telling, telling me earlier, like, that she invented the perm and that's, like, a lie. And I was, I was like, why is that such a bad... And then I realized, oh, because that, like, started the whole... Like, it meant that... It un it undoes part of her legacy because mm-hmm. perming your hair is like assimilation. Now I get it. It's, yeah. just, it's all <laughs> clinking. I'm like rolling down the stairs slowly of knowledge. <laughs> well, now I, other people get it too, probably because if you if you don't know, now you know. Um, so but she like, did not do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she yeah she did not invent the chemical perm. It was invented by a black man who I say fuck you too. <laughs> because that's not surprising that's assimilation you just want your black women to look a certain way you want them to look more like white women oh i'm i am my you my are, fingers guy you are hitting the mic i'm the getting mic wild up in here histrionic my, that's usually my purview <laughs> that like i my uh inner outer all the time black woman came out who uh puts up a finger and starts like waving yeah. it all about. Hey, don't, don't I cannot stop control on, it. Don't stop on anybody's account. <laughs> cannot control it, but I did mess up the mic for a second. Anyway, a black man been to that. His name was like Garrett. Yeah, of course it was. <laughs> Garrett? <laughs> it was Garrett. I can't remember his last name. His first name was like Garrett and I'm and dude, I don't see it for you. That's no for me, dog. I think he's anyway. Think he's he, dead. He's probably got his. He got his <laughs> He's like dead now. Uh, um, but I can actually understand, like, because I mean, wasn't her her whole 
like she her entrepreneurial fucking thing was beauty supply, right? Like and hair products. Black hair care, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But so so I could see how somebody could get that conflated. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is it's still incorrect, but yeah. I can see how <laughs> I can see how somebody that that but teaching it in a school when you like when that is just untrue is like super weird. That's why that's why there are shows like this. Because your teachers be lying to you. Yeah, they always did. They They're lied so much. Motherfucking liars. I am so sick of lying people. <laughs> I can't even. I can't. They lie. I, I know I, I said it. I said it every episode <laughs> since I started doing this. But man, all I can do right now is like look around and be like, why are y'all lying so much? Stop lying. <laughs> Everybody lies so much. And I'm like in this like radical sincerity thing that I'm doing. That's Oh, that's what should have been my Slayer name or whatever. Right. Radical sincerity. Yeah, I like how, that. How sincere am I being this week? Uh, people don't, especially when you date women. <laughs> what? I, listen. No, your facial expression. I wish. I could well, you see know, because I'm not like I'm not like I'm I'm a gender nonconforming person. Yeah, and like, but I still mostly date women. Yeah. and and realizing like when you just tell them as a as a person with a penis and and what they're used to is like men mm-hmm. and like telling someone that you're like I'm doing this radically sincere thing and I'm like. I'm just going to tell you how I feel. They just like straight up don't believe you. Like they just straight up don't believe you. Like I'll tell people stuff and then they just straight up don't believe me because they're so used to playing this game of like lies and and back and forth. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just telling you what's up. I'm just telling you how I feel. And they just straight up don't believe you. It is. Mind boggling. But but they feel comfortable enough to show me that, which Mm -hmm. is weird. Like they feel comfortable enough to like show me that they don't believe they just don't trust the thing that I'm saying on its face. They gotta wait, which is fi- fair because it's a learned behavior. I know. Anyway, what am I? I derailed the whole conversation again. <laughs> what am I doing? What was I? T- why did I bring that up? Uh, teachers be lying. Oh yeah, because everybody's a liar. <laughs> everybody's that's why. A liar. Everybody's a liar, I, and I'm just realizing that like how much everybody lies, like because they think it's like a preservation thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> stop lying, everybody. <laughs> Just tell people to listen. Don't be lying to kids at school. Don't lie about sexual education. It just leads to more babies and STDs, STIs. True. Just don't lie about history, man, because you're going to repeat it. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. That is true. That is true. Okay. Back to my own CJ Walker. Yes. Uh, <laughs> born, born Sarah Breedlove. Uh, she was born in 1867, and for y'all history buffs, that's two years after the Civil War. Um, her parents were freed slaves turned sharecroppers, and so she slaves. basically, yeah, <laughs> she's been basically hustling her whole whole life. Um, so she went from like being a sharecropper mm-hmm. to like moving, leaving Louisiana, moving up north. Her brothers owned um or her brothers owned like a barber shop or they were like all four of them were barbers and during that time she like noticed that she was experiencing she was having some scalp issues and experiencing hair loss and mm-hmm. she was like young she was like a young woman so that's you know jarring um and so she was just like talking to her brothers like trying to figure something out mm-hmm. and that's when she started creating her own hair care yep uh and so she like there was another um hair care like 
hair care artist featuring like like specializing in black women's hair who she was working for and then she just like kind of hustled until she started her own um, business Mm -hmm. so when she started her own business this is this is like this is where it gets really exciting this is where i get like i'm so your face right now (laughs) (laughs) come on so she like starts off by like getting this factory in indianapolis she has like this whole factory well okay no she starts off going door to door across america right just going which is not a thing uh two years after the civil war (laughs) like you know what i mean like or not i mean in the years after the the, civil war yeah in like the late 1800s a black woman going door to door being like she wasn't doing it from the day she was born i know (laughs) you get it but yeah that's that is not a uh that is a, not a small thing to right. have been doing. Yeah, she was like hard on her hustle. She believed in her product, and as her business began again to grow, and she was selling more products, she set up like these hair schools where she had hair culturalists mm-hmm. who would like go out and demonstrate her product and like sell her product and she set up like her own kind of like beauty school that's wild that she right? was doing that way back then like that's right? like there's like you. there's like uh brand ambassadors and like uh yes. evangelists like that's weird <laughs> yeah, no, i mean yeah. i mean that's what they're called I yeah mean, like business evangelists and she just in like, like I don't they know, is that like a, was that a thing back then i don't know i don't mm. know all right cool but um so yeah she had like these women going out demonstrating all the magic that her product does. And like, she is a personal testament that it works, you Mm know? Um, So like, she was like, cool. I'm making, I'm making all this money that I'm going to like donate a bunch of it. So she like donated, she started the first black YMCA in Indianapolis Mm -hmm. Um, or not like started, but donated like a huge sum of money. Right. To get it. To, yeah, yeah. To make it happen. Uh, so she's like a well-known philanthropist. And the more that her business grew, she got more politically active and was mm-hmm. like really active in anti-lynching campaigns and encouraged her hair culturalists to also be socially active um, and like would bring them together for like conventions and unions and, and would be like, Let's get politically involved. Let's get back to our community. Because, like, if you became one of our hair culturalists, you were, like, doing well for yourself as a black woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially during that at, time. At that time, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, your and... other options are... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... Um, and so, like, yeah, she was just killing it. She was bringing black women together. Mm-hmm to kill it yeah i mean i don't man it's 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 kind of well it's easy to understate like how much that is for one person to do now Mm -hmm. (laughs) like like now yes one black woman to do that now is kind of still like i mean that's like Oprah. Like that's yeah. the only thing. I mean, but I'm serious. Like that's yeah, the only definitely. thing we had. That's the only kind of c- comparison we have to like the the level of entrepreneurial uh, shit and and political activism she has done and like and philanthropy. The only person even close is Oprah, and Oprah ain't even as big as she was. Yeah, which is you know when you think about that. Think about that. <laughs> right after, right like right after the Civil War, like her parents were literally slaves. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Yeah. And to like have that hustle and to be the first American female millionaire, mm-hmm. which is like white women take note. Her parents were slaves. What's your excuse? They What's your excuse? They're professionally number two to men. That's what yeah. their excuse is. <laughs> take note. That's what a bomb bitch looks like. I mean, it's Hell far yeah. too late for like, you know, everyone's dead from that era. But <laughs> she was the first American female millionaire. Hell yeah. And that's so fucking dope. And then and then like she after she basically conquered the US, she traveled through Latin America and the Caribbean and because, you know, Afro Latinas Oh ex- what? Exist. What are those? <laughs> I ain't never heard of that. And she like went through Latin America and Caribbean just promoting her business and and just endlessly making money. Oh my gosh. You are giddy right now. This is. (laughs) Is your spirit not unlift by the hustle? No, absolutely. But I I just don't see you have the like starry eyes that you have right now, usually. Yeah. Black women do that to me. Okay. They just do that to me. Like, like, this is how I look when I think of Michelle Obama as well. Even that's like, not surprising <laughs> that's not surprising it's get like stars in my eyes yeah hell yeah when i think about like like critical race theory and like patricia hill collins all <laughs> my favorite sociologists all right all right i'm back i'm back I'm yeah so that's yeah man bum, that, bum, that bum, is bum. a a a uh incredible incredibly important to note that that is in a comp like that is not just like wow she got really rich like right. she got really rich as a black woman mm-hmm. selling black products mm-hmm. right after slavery like right, really, like, right, right. after slavery like right. not today right. right you know no social media she's going door to door door to door across this wide ass united states and then through the caribbean and through like central america south america Mm-hmm. What? 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 And this is like all before like 1920, y'all. Mm-hmm. This is all before ni- 1920. What? Like she ain't I had can- a car. <laughs> there weren't there weren't cars. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. she went door to door across America, and there were not ca- their cars did not exist. <laughs> that is so true. I forgot. Yeah, the Model T came out in like 1920, right? Yeah, around then. I mean, I but... think there was one. I think there were cars before the Model T, but that was like the first one that like people got. Mm-hmm. But the like, first one. But like, she ain't had one. That's for life. sure. She yes, she horse and buggy across this <laughs> this country. I mean, uh, I don't know if it was specifically horse and buggy. I mean, she could have uh, got on a train, but I'm just oh, saying. Yeah. I don't. I feel like I have no concept of like. 1865 to 1920. It's probably for the best. <laughs> like, if you had a concept of what life was like really like back then, that means you are too close to it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know what I mean. I, I know. I know about like Reconstruction. Sure. And that. Yes. That from a historical know. perspective, we know about that stuff. Obviously, we're not. We're not like we are. We are just intelligent people. Yeah. Learned <laughs> enough for, to know about it but like i'm talking right. about if you knew how it felt to be riding on a horse and but you're probably mm-hmm. too close to it you yeah, know what i mean like yeah. you might be a little too close so if you're ever just like feeling down or like you can't start your own business or you can't start your own hustle you can you can thanks for the free read over here okay. it wasn't a read that's like also personal i've because definitely like been feeling am, under my hustle lately i I okay. Do you in this research? I felt dramatically under my hustle. I'm just like, 
Cat, you ain't got no excuse. Well, yeah. I mean, but it yes, it is inspiring, to be honest with you. Yeah. She I, I feel I feel like maybe I feel more confident in going out and pursuing my business. Not oh, yeah. like pursuing my business, but like promoting my business. Which I'll just do right now, real quick. If you're interested in any career coaching, go to coachingbycat.com. Wow. And schedule it. I cannot believe it. Shameless. You right now. It's it's my show. I can't okay. <laughs> you gonna pull rank like that? All right. Fine. You Shameless right. plug. Shameless plug. I'm not even mad gotta, at you. I'm just saying, I like, I could have been plugging my shit this whole time. <laughs> Hashtag link in the bio. Wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. Ugh. Don't get me started on I why know. I hate Instagram. <laughs> That's such a personal thing. Such a chore. It is. But I do look pretty on these thirst straps. <laughs> All right. Come on, girls. <laughs> I see, I see, I see y'all looking. I'm just saying some of the same names popping up I, on the top of the on the top of my I, pictures of myself, but not on the pictures of my shows. That's all I'm saying. Mm. If, it's, if it's a bathroom selfie, then I see your name there, but not when it, I don't see you. Uh, you know, Instagram is a thirst trap. I will. You're right. You're right. And getting significantly better at doing it is uh, one of the great uh, uh, pleasures of 2018 for me so far. Yeah. Which, <laughs> if you knew me in any year before that it is dark we are we are living in the darkest <laughs> timeline future this is like the l- lamest cyberpunk future where like even i get turned into a fucking instagram thought like that's, <laughs> that is a uh, not the expected that is not you know what i mean like mm-hmm. no okay anyway <laughs> i did it again what were we talking about? CJ Walker. Nope. <laughs> well, we're not. We're not. We're just. About we're anymore. just inspired on our hustles. Uh-huh. And on honestly, you are doing excellent on your hustle, girl. The, don't do this here. I'm stop it with this love fest. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> tell me more. Tell me I'm more. Just, Give me all the flavor. <laughs> Give it to me. I need it. I'm just saying you're doing great. That read was more for me <laughs> and not for you. You're on your Olivia Pope shit. You're. I'm yeah, aspirational. Oh, Olivia Pope. And so she turned real dark this season. I well, mean, I just mean that. how she like be reading people and like, you need to That's do X, true. Y, and Z. That's and true. it's actually totally about her the whole time. Yeah. 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 Mm. Oh, now, you're doing great. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think you need to be giving yourself that hard of a time about it. Cause especially <laughs> with all the, especially with the mental health stuff that you're going through on top of it. Like, I don't know how you even like, I, uh, yeah, just, okay. We're just gonna, <laughs> you're opening that box. Depression is a thing that, <laughs> I, that I deal with. Yes. <laughs> yes. Depression is a thing that I deal with. And sometimes it's just like, it prevents me from even caring about whether or not I'm on my hustle. You yeah. know what I mean? And so, yeah, that's, that's, you made a whole, your, your whole brain is about that. So I, mm-hmm. I feel like that's, that's a lot. Cause I, I don't know. I, I don't have that external or internal motivation like that. Like it has to be externally motivated. I don't know. It doesn't have to be, but like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like am I, my worst impulses or is that all my motivation to actually get anything done are always external. And so like, you got, I think you should, uh, Take some credit in yourself that that is something you that you not only do but you're trying to inspire in other people. Thank you. Yeah. That was so sweet. I mean, for real, as a, <laughs> like I'm saying, as a person who is externally motivated by other people's mm-hmm. like shit or like 
responsibility to a person like you being a person who not only has the motivation in yourself but you are trying to help those people who are only externally motivated like me i'm seeing it i'm just seeing it (laughs) well i got real personal real quick we talking to each other as much as we talking to them (laughs) hi me and cat are talking to each other right now the adults is talking are y'all still listening? Or They're still listening. I, I'm charming <laughs> AF, okay? Once more people know that I'm on this podcast, we're going to blow up. We'll be the next, uh, the next uh, what's that? Chapo Trap House or whatever. <laughs> okay. Isn't uh, that like the most popular podcast? I don't, I don't, I've never heard of that one. It's three white dudes talking about the news. It's, it's, um, that's why. It's like super popular, I think. I'm pretty sure. Unless I, I'm t- saying the name wrong. But I think I that's what it is. I avoid white men talking. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real problem. It's a real problem. Affects uh, make me occasionally with my husband. <laughs> wow. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> I was I not going to, to say it. I listen to him. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to like seek out... The voices of white let's see, men. Let's see if what he has to say about that. Why'd you bring it? Okay. <laughs> Our guest for the podcast. Well, Mr. Best himself. That... <laughs> anyway, that I fucked concludes up your, this I fucked episode. up your outro before you even I, started it. I am the champion. Okay, continue. Go ahead. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going right. to fuck it up again. All right. We'll see. We'll see. You can like us at fa- on Facebook at Unlearned. Please don't look at me like that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting here. Okay. I'm going to drink I'm this gonna, water. Go ahead. Um, like us on Facebook at Unlearned. Follow us on Twitter at Unlearned underscore shy. You can write to us at unlearnedpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to get questions from y'all because we got hot. We got so many opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Email. If you, if you, yeah, email us shit. I want to read yeah. some emails. That would be dope. I want to give my unsolicited advice. Oh, um, this is going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> you can check out our website at unlearnedpodcast.com. Thank you to James C. Green for our music and graphics. You can find us on your preferred podcast provider, maybe Overcast. I don't know. Um, and hit subscribe and rate our show. Unlearn is a proud member of Post Loudness in the Chicago Podcast Co-op. Until next time. Hey, I'm Bill. <laughs> and I'm Kat. Yeah. <laughs> and teachers be lying. Teachers lie. And if you are a teacher, you have a grand opportunity to shape the young minds of the world. And I understand that what you do is extremely difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do all the drugs when you're off work. But but don't lie. Don't. Tell kids the truth. Don't. We have to say the facts. Now more than ever, we got to say the facts. We just have yes. to say the facts. Yes. Okay. Yes. Radical sincerity. Hell Yeah. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm not. No, that's like that's a thing. That's a new thing. Radical sincerity. Radical sincerity. Practice it. 2018. 2018. Bye. Bye. Post loudness.